Welcome to Talking Down the Highway. I'm Matt. I'm Glenn. I'm Tim. Yo. Yo. Hi. Hi. Well, hello there. Let's just do this for like half an hour. Just keep saying hello. 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 How's it going? Yeah. Welcome. Hi. Greetings. Fellow peoples. People, Beach Boys fans. Beach Boysers. It's it's been a little while since we've been. It has. Doing it does. This, right? It feels uh, like it's been. We uh, we really like recorded a bunch of episodes in pretty quick succession, and mm-hmm. we ended up taking the last uh, you know probably I don't know, what, three or four weeks off of this. But uh, you know, we had a, a classic that we were able to roll out there in the uh, the meantime. That uh, Beach Boys cruise still everybody free the surfer jets <laughs> free the surfer jets yeah. 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 Um, so we got to get that hashtag trending, and we also have to get that Mike Love Eats Dog Food right. um, hashtag trending as well, too. I keep forgetting to put that on the post. Did you start uh, it's that? It's like literally rumor? the only Where one. Where did that rumor start? I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's not, it was written on the copy of the record that I have. I don't know how it happened, but <laughs> on my copy of, I think, Shut Down Volume 2, it, it, it says, property of Mike Love. Who eats dog food? Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. And I think I think you know Snopes uh, d- covered it. Yeah, it seems it's legit. True. As far as I know, it's true. Seems yeah. legit. Mostly yeah. true, I think, is what it said. So uh, prove us wrong, Mike. Come well, on to the podcast. Well, uh, well and I prove was... us wrong. And until that happens, for all the world, um, we we know Mike Love eats. We dog can food. assume that Mike Love eats dog food. I, I will say that uh, over this little brief hiatus, um, I have been in, on the car in the car a lot, and I've been listening to. Mike Love narrate his autobiography. Oh my God. Gross. Dear God. <laughs> my eyes have never rolled. Did you have a free audible credit for that? I did have a free Good. audible credit. Good. And it, I, uh, I don't know. I was just in the car. <laughs> I needed to eat time up. And I was like, you know, and I, and I did it. And not only was it Mike Love's autobiography, it was him reading it in his own voice. It was. Oh. It'd be funny if he did a different voice. It was so painful. It was. I gotta yeah. check it out. Yeah, I don't have any credits though. I'll uh, find it on YouTube or something. Yeah, something, something. <laughs> uh, so I will be sprinkling in some tidbits. Uh, oh. He did not. I will say he did not um, address the uh. dog food um, incident in his autobiography, mm-hmm. um, Matthew. So apparently that has not been. You know. I mean, he would probably try to bury that, you know? Yeah, we all might. know the truth. He might, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, sorry, I, food, I was just yeah. trying to do a little bit of Dog research. Food is good. Yeah, well, according to Mike Love. Sorry, I was trying to do a little bit of research, and I just found out that, uh, that we've been um, referenced no. elsewhere on the internet. Uh-oh. Uh, no. n- not our podcast, but our... Wow, okay, hold on. Sorry, I... Uh, I was trying to find our website, strangecurrenciesmusic.com. And, um, it's hard to find. Well, it, it, it's not, but rather than just typing it in, I just did like a Google yeah. search. Mm-hmm. And so we're on this uh, acclaimed music uh, forum thing hey. where we've been linked to. So anyway, That's I, like, oh, I, I kind of want to see what's going on there, but I got a podcast to, yeah, to record right now. But apparently focus, there, are, there are comments on, on focus. us out there. So. Interesting. Focus. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll, we'll research that in the next break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Focus. Yeah. We're here for the Beach Boys. We're here to dig down deep and uncover the truths <laughs> of Mike Love's favorite brand of dog food. We are um, discussing... I've heard Alpo. Alpo? Um, okay. mm. 
I can only imagine. Uh, does, does he eat wet or dry dog I was food? just trying to think. <laughs> Probably wet, you know. Kibbles? Kibbles and bits? I think he likes to make pretend that it's classy. Uh, did I say make pretend? Uh, he likes to pretend that it's classy, you know, you, like you take the can and you turn it upside down, lift it up, and then it's like a little pate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what he does. It's, yeah. it's like when you're at Dairy Queen and you get a blizzard. You gotta, <laughs> it's got to hold more it like, upside down. Like a flan or something. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> does, does he take a little knife to it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Fork and knife. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like use a, the appetizer like knife. Danny or the Tartable eating a donut. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> wow. Or a, or a Snickers a bar. Dribble of gravy. What if what if we resorted to? Uh, yeah. This is a Beach Boys podcast. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, um, this this week we're going to be well, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about in just a minute. But it's I think 1964. Yeah, it's, it's still 1964. Yeah, they're only on their second studio LP of 1964. Good, good um, times. Good yeah. times to be had this this week. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we'll get to that, mm-hmm. and uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, what we're going to talk about. Talking about all summer long. Yeah. We decided um, to come back. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. We were reading uh, about ourselves. Somebody painstakingly retyped all of Matt's top 1,000 century of songs. Mm-hmm. That was very, that was very um, you know, thoughtful. And, and you can apparently donate money yeah, to him for them that. for tidying so, it up. Yeah, so. Good job. Um, so do that, or instead just go go read our list. That's cool. Yeah, send, somebody send came across money. the somebody came across the Century of Song, put it in the the forums. But you should go check it out. Yeah, there's some yeah. good good stuff on there. Oh, hey, there's a song uh, from this album all summer long. Really, all the Century of Song. So we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But, oh uh, yeah. But yeah. If you ha- if you haven't read a Century of Song yet, here's a plug. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna fucking do it. Do okay, it. Go, plug it. Go plug read it. a Century of Song. Um, yeah. It's it's How high is it? Really good. I'm it, curious. It sounds, it sounds really long. Like a lot it, of reading. It, it's, it's a lot of reading. It was a, a lot of writing. Yeah, it took me... I'm not going to read it. took me well over a year to write it. You don't have to read it. it. You could just like scroll and look at it. I mean, I have this web forum now that has all the songs no, right now. No, so I'll just no. scroll through <laughs> that. Go to my webpage because there's like 60 parts of it. So that'll be 60 hits. The music. No. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, thank you uh, to Vacant Joy. Uh, yeah, there you go. Playing music. For uh, typing all that up, certainly Vacant Joy is listening champ. to this because, um, yeah, they're a fan apparently. What, what are you listening to over there? I'm just looking at the list. It looks like it I know, must but, be, but there's I hear music. Playing. Yeah, can you, you hear music? Yes. Oh, it must be an ad on this on this site. <laughs> oh, bad. This is officially our worst podcast. <laughs> <laughs> officially. All right, so we're talking about we're talking about all summer long. Yeah, the summer. Which summer? 64. 1964. We're talking Although, about yeah, yeah, all 64. summer long mm-hmm. of 1964. 
lots of things happening in the summer of 1964. Well, lots of things happening in the the late winter, early spring. Well, I, mm-hmm. I was going to say, none yeah. of the things that were happening in the summer of 1964 was the recording of this album. Right. Well, it was the tour, but... Well, it, this was recorded between October 18th, 1963, and May 19th, mm-hmm. 1964. So it's like, oh, now it's summer. Now we won't be recording this album. Right, right. We'll put it out in the summer. Came uh, out on July 1st. Yeah. Um... Well, the thing no, it didn't. I think it came out on July thirteenth. Uh, yeah, July third. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. But here's according some, to Rate Your Music, it says first of July, nineteen sixty four. Well, okay. the oh, that that was the single. The um, I get around single because it hit number one on July fourth. Okay. It came out before the album. Anyway, um, well, the thing about it is, in February, what was it? February first. Yeah, that's when they get back from this Australian tour. Well, that's when the Beatles happen, essentially, right? Uh, February twelfth, I want to say, somewhere in there. Yeah, See? they played Sullivan. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what right. I'm talking about. They arrived this is in the Beatlemania. Like We're in the February. center of Beatlemania. Mm-hmm. The the Beach Boys are on tour in Australia. They come back. They finally fire Murray, right? Yeah. Well, so what happens though is they release or they finish recording Shutdown Volume Two. And then they hear the Beatles, and then they panic and release that and on like, March 2nd. They're like, crap! <laughs> and, and they're like, this sucks. We need something better. And that's when Brian starts to really go into it. I don't know what happened in October of 63, but they recorded most of this in April uh, April to May. One of those songs they did, they did in 63. Um, one of the songs off of this album was recorded in 63. Everything else was done when they got back from this Australia tour. They finally mm, fire... Okay. They finally fire Murray. They're like, we're done. Get away from us. And then they're like, oh, crap, the Beatles. What are we going to do? How are we going to top this? And so Brian gets to work. Finally free of Murray, of his annoying studio peckerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no more, no more two those. by fours. No uh, more two by fours. We can finally... Uh, create music in peace or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no more problems from here on out for the Beach Boys. Everything's going to be smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great now that we've gotten rid of. It's all happy now. And so now the the villain part of the well, and also story is over. Well, right. No more villains. Yeah. No. Hey, you know what? Sounds like it's time for an episode of Heroes and Villains. Hey. Heroes and Villains is where we discuss the heroes and the villains of whatever it is we happen to be talking about this week. Um, heroes? I, I got one. Okay. The Beatles. Yeah. They yeah. made the Beach Boys right. better. They did. Yeah. yeah. They did. Um, and everybody else uh, well, as well, too. Well, but. because at this time, at, at this time, I Want to Hold Your Hand is number one in the charts. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, she Loves You, Please Please Me are numbers two and three. That's right. They had the top three. They had the top right? five at one point. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, I think. I think when when fun 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 finally reaches it, its peak, that's the single from from shutdown. Mm-hmm. It, it peaks at number five, and so not only does it have three it, three Beatles songs ahead of it, also the Four Seasons have a song at number four. Right, right. So like everybody who's uh, you know who they're kind of looking up at, fun 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 is as best as they can get, and they sit back and they look around, and they're like. 
crap, that's our single. What are we going to do? And here's my villain. My villain is the person at Capitol who thought that Fun, Fun, Fun was the best song of Shutdown mm. and rushed that to be released. Yeah, I can understand it, though. I get it. I get it. It sounds more like a Beach Boys single. It does, than, but than... it's hokey in comparison. It, I mean, when you... Right. It's still a good song. It is a great song. No, I, I, It's a great song, but... It stinks. The fact that it was rushed out... It was it, it, it pushed Shutdown Volume Two out, and now we're comparing. I want to hold your hand with Shutdown Volume Two. Uh, it, Shutdown Volume Two seems kind of corny in comparison with what with Beatlemania, with what's happening, and things could have gone differently if maybe somebody at Capital had maybe reallocated their focus a little bit. Because at this point. At this point, the Beach Boys were Capital's golden goose, right? I mean, I mean, they were up to that point. They were the, making the Beach Bo- or the Beatles were about to be. Well, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. point: is the Beach Boys were the golden goose, but then all of a sudden the Beatles come along, and so now Capital's mm-hmm. all enamored with them, and right. somehow it feels like the Beach Boys got kind of pushed to the side a little bit. Definitely. So whoever it was at Capital that made that call, I think, is the villain. Um, I, I mean, obviously Murray. Uh, because I mean, there's a bunch of stuff in this article about like different accounts of what happened in the studio that day. Brian actually like shoving him right. And and, like holding him up against the wall and saying he was fired. And then others are just like, Oh, and I guess Dennis punched a wall. Mm. Regardless, Murray was a big Murray. Murray's a turd. Yeah. He's a turd there. Um, but of course the real, (laughs) as always, Uh, (sighs) Mike Love. Love. Is there something specific this time? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he he says something about uh, a bunch of chili dogs or a few chili dogs in the drive-in song. Uh-huh. He, he's eating a few chili dogs at a time <laughs> and trying to get busy with his date. Oh, that's wrong. Yeah, that is just it's wrong. So drunk on root beer. And yeah, eating root chili beer dogs. and chili dogs. Yeah, yeah. Mike just one valid. There you go. Yeah. Mm. Although, doesn't he say he's eating uh, drinking Coke? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that I, is I, I inconsistent. Mean, he, yeah. I feel like I've been lied to. <laughs> That's another villain. <laughs> yeah. Villainous yeah. thing to do. I mean, he was obsessed with root beer and now he's drinking Coke. And I don't think Which it was. Which one is it, Mike? Yeah, come on. Hey, you know what? Who might know the answer to this? <laughs> Al Jardine. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's time for You Can Call Me Al. Uh, call Al. Us. Call us Al. Call us. Call us Al. Was it really chili on that chili dog or was it Alpo? Ooh. <laughs> they do look similar. They do. Somebody good could point. make that mistake. Good, good point. All mm-hmm. right. So we need to know the answer to that, Al. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, was Mike Love not the root beer fiend that he claimed to be in Chug-A-Lug? Because mm-hmm. if not... It's another scandal. Yeah, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Especially because he sued to get the you know <laughs> the royalties for, for that A&W, song. Because yeah. he wrote A&W it. He's like, hey, I'm the one who loves root beer. Maybe he wasn't. He Al, sued for you, all these songs, know, too. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Solid. All right. Well, That's hey. another episode within an episode. It is. We've done that. Is, We're breaking yeah. all the rules now. Yep. We're, we're through the looking glass. All right. Here, yeah. All right. All right. So, well, um, solid episode yeah, of... Pretty good. Heroes and Villains. Yeah. That's good. All right. So, uh, it's 1964. So, so this is... Contextually, this is the first thing that we mm-hmm. could say was Brian Wilson... Responding to the Beatles, right. and here's which um, is a big theme now from, yeah. from this point forward, really, at least through yeah. the golden era of the Beach Boys, it is very much how is Brian 
responding mm-hmm. to these lovable lads from Liverpool. And right. um, clarification on the timeline. So you're right. They get back from Australia and New Zealand on February 2nd. February 7th, the Beatles physically arrive mm-hmm. in the United States. And so, again, this is before Shutdown Volume 2 even comes out. Right. There's a quote from Brian. Uh, what does he say? Oh, it's down here. Something about them looking like uh, everyone. Okay. I knew we were good, but it wasn't until the Beatles arrived that I knew we had to get going. When I saw how everyone was screaming for the Beatles, it was like, whoa, we couldn't believe it. I was shook up as hell. Uh, what is the part about? Okay. Uh, in his memoir, he said that he had suddenly felt unhip, as if we looked more like golf caddies than rock and roll stars. Right, 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 golf caddies. And mm. all, but apparently, and you know, so they were all kind of shaken up by the Beatles, but they didn't. They decided not to try to emulate them stylistically, like physically. They just wanted, you know, Brian just decided let's let's show them how good we are through the music, which right. is a good decision because I can only imagine them like wearing suits and boots and stuff like that and mm-hmm. trying to look We've like them. We've already established really they are not cool. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. so so this is where... Plus, I mean, the Beatles didn't have a bald guy in the band either. <laughs> Bringing them down. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so this is, this is now... Uh, uh, Brian has uh, put it in his mind that he's going to start to compete. And, and it's now time to go into the studio and we are going to show them what we have. And that's kind of the, the mindset that's going on in yeah. the context of this, right? Yeah. yeah. And again, for the next several albums. Now, at this point, it's definitively a one-sided competition, but it doesn't stay that way. Um, but, wait, but, wait, wait, what do you mean one-sided competition? It's not like the Beatles are out there right. trying to, you know, fight back and compete against the Beach Boys. Well, like the Beach yet. Boys are yeah. a mere blip. But eventually mm-hmm. th- there will be like a, yeah. a give and take there. Um, this isn't really necessarily even the, the first time, I guess, that Brian decides he's competing with somebody too. And we haven't really talked about that much yet already, but he's already sort of established this competition with Phil Spector. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was the other Um, thing I was going to say, because at the same time, this is like Be My Baby comes out right around this same time. uh, 63. 63. But so that's where that's happening. Mm -hmm. And he had just responded to that with Don't Worry worry, Baby. baby. So that's all happening. Uh, Be My Baby, the the Ronettes has not, the album even hasn't dropped yet. It doesn't come in Mm -hmm. until the end of the summer. And so this is, all of that is happening right now. And so Brian's starting to look at what Spectre's doing in the studio. Um, we've started now getting some uh, wrecking crew, right? Yeah, some, but they're they're ancillary sort of at this point. Kind of, yeah. They're, they're, they're here and there. and and But it's more than just like from a distance too. Like Brian is literally sitting in on mm-hmm. Spectre sessions. I think he mm-hmm. was actually like sit, sitting there as a session musician mm-hmm. um, on one of them as well too. If I remember, I'll, I'll have to fact check and look that up. Um, and there was like actual personal interaction between them yeah. where Brian was like totally, totally just, um, I don't know, just treated like shit by Phil Spector, yeah. which I mean, if all Phil Spector is going to do is embarrass you that you're probably coming out ahead. Um, <laughs> oh. we know how other interactions with Phil Spector tend to go, but, Too uh, soon? I don't know. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, Hey, yeah. we, we could reopen up. Hey, you know what? It sounds like it's time <laughs> no, for no. another episode of heroes no. and villains. <laughs> We have like a remix of the Heroes and Villain, like a, yeah. an alternative uh, theme song. 
All right, hey, it's Heroes and Villains. This is where we discuss the heroes and the villains, whatever it is we happen to be talking about. And, uh, villain? Yeah. Spectre. Phil yeah. Spectre. Phil Spectre. What a dick. Yeah. Right? Like, even before a he was a, a, a straight up murderer. What a fucking dick. So we're saying he is, if if Brian doesn't already have a complex because Murray's like. Wait, are we still in this episode? Let's let's leave the episode. Yeah. Okay. Hero oh. Brian. All right. Yeah. Brian's Hero Brian, here. villain, Spectre. Okay. So, Great episode. So Brian's got, Brian's got Murray yelling in his ear, banging boards in his ear. And then he's got <laughs> Phil Spectre making fun of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Brian's got a chip, right? Of yeah. course, it, he's got a. And now he's picking this imaginary fight with the Beatles. Right. Well, oh, I'm gonna guy. keep. There's a lot of good Brian quotes in this Wikipedia article, so I'm just gonna do one more. Uh, well, a couple more, probably. That's why they come to this podcast because for the quotes they for don't the have Wikipedia knowledge, the Wikipedia. Because you know, we're I'm a, just a. Yeah, we're, we're a historian. Well, Tim is a, a Wikipedia premium, mm, premium subscriber, that's right. so he gets all the facts that you can't get elsewhere uh, unless you pay for them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to be a uh, talking down the highway premium subscriber and not right. hear every other word bleeped, then you got to pay up too. There you go. Uh, but so this is like chip on his shoulder, that kind of thing. It says, "When I hear really fabulous material by other groups, I feel as small as the dot over the eye in mitt." Aww. Then I just have to create new songs and to bring me up on top. That's probably my most compelling motive for writing new songs: the urge to overcome an inferiority feeling. Oh my goodness, Brian! So, yeah. mm-hmm. The oh. dot over the eye in mitt, oh. mitt, oh, N- 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 not K N I T. Oh, like okay. a like a lice. Uh, yeah, like a baby mitt. lice. Oh, oh okay. I, yeah. I heard it as mitt. I was like, like a, <laughs> a baseball mitt, you know, or it's mitt a Romney. Weird, it's a weird word to use, and yeah, yeah mitt. Okay. Some, right. Somebody called him a nit. Like, oh. Mm-hmm, probably. Oh, Brian. Uh, but one more thing about with Brian, uh, another quote, is that, you know, as far as them, him wanting to move forward and kind of get away from the, the surf rock, or not surf rock, but just the, the topics of surfing and cars, he says uh, that they had milked it to death. What does he say? Hold on, it's a good one. What's under here? He says... We needed to grow. Up to this point, we had milked every idea dry. We milked it fucking dry. We had done every possible angle about surfing. Then we did the car routine, but we needed to grow artistically. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a quote. I don't know why he would say the word fucking. Well, doesn't seem very Brian Wilson. He'd get fined by Murray. Yeah, well, but Murray's out of the picture. That's now. true. Yeah, so he's probably saying fuck he this, can fuck cuss that. Away. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. day. Um, well, so yeah, we're we're establishing some important context here then mm-hmm. for this record. Yeah. It, context is really important, whereas it didn't seem as important in the last few. It was just like, well, they're mm-hmm. cranking these things out as quick yeah. as they can, and now there's a different level of intentionality behind it. Mm-hmm. But there's still that intense pressure from Capitol Records, from the self-imposed pressure of like how high is it going to get on the charts and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But there there's a different kind of a vibe and a different intention that is now starting to creep in to the band. Whereas before, I think they were probably all on the same page of let's make hits. Let's yeah. mm-hmm. make songs that, you know, sell the Southern California youth lifestyle thing. Mm-hmm. And now Brian's like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to kind of move in a different direction. I can do more. Yeah. I think the rest of the band is going to take to this. I think they're going <laughs> to, I, I think they're going to have gonna a really positive it. attitude about it. Yeah. That's, that's for those of you who don't know Matthew, that is sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, so he, here's the other thing. I don't know about the timeline. Maybe you guys can help me clarify at this. Isn't this the time when Brian starts like, uh, working with some other artists and doing stuff with like 
Jan and Dean and selling off some of his songs. He, he's been doing that uh, for a little bit now. Before. And he's been doing, I think, a little bit of production at this point now, too. We, we already talked about, like, the Honeys on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. And he's worked on some productions with them. There's a whole uh, compilation out there. Uh, what is it called? I've got to look it up. It's something like Brian's Pet Sounds or, or something like this. Mm. Um, or Pet Projects or, or, or something. Um, and, like, he's doing some production work for other people at this point. And I think he's trying on a few of the things that he wants to do in the beach boys with other artists. And I think that's the other kind of note, important note about this background is that Brian is starting to kind of turn his attention to Mm -hmm. the studio. He's, he's experimenting. He's starting to think about, Hey, how can I, how can I use the studio? I, I mean, I just went back and listened to the, that four seasons track that was, that was number four or that eventually Mm -hmm. poked it off. And you can hear a lot of kind of similarities studio wise. And Mm -hmm. there's some, some Phil Spector like um, Mm -hmm. uh, intricacies that are kind of creeping in. I think all of that is, is milking around. It's funny because I, I guess we can save this until we talk about the song specifically, but I listened to what, what was number one, at the time I get around kind of reached that level uh-huh. and that the other number one was shit. So right. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. fair. Yeah. So, uh, the, the thing I was just referring to, it's called uh, pet projects, the Brian Wilson okay, productions. Yeah. And yeah. Mm, so he's, cool. he's like recording stuff with Gary Usher, uh, the survivors. Um, I think that's, I want to say that, yeah, that's like, actually he's part of that. He's playing, uh, instruments on, mm. on that single. Um, and let's see here. We already talked about the Jan and Dean stuff that's going on. Sharon Marie and the Honeys, uh, as well too. So he's, he's doing some production for, uh, for some other people at this point. And again, putting some of those ideas that he, I think he's going to want to start employing in the Beach Boys, a little more sophisticated productions, but mm-hmm. he's, I, I think he's, you know, kind of able to experiment there where he didn't feel like he was able to do that yet really with the Beach Boys. Well, and that's my other thing is I feel like someone at Capitol or someone, some villain is whispering in his ear that the Beach Boys are silly. The Beach Boys are nits. The, the Beach Boys are has-beens and they're not as cool. Capital now is like diverting their attention from yeah. the Beach Boys, who got all the attention before, now to the Beatles. I mean, this that could all just be internal yeah, maybe, dialogue from maybe. Brian to, right. toward himself, you know, because because of his childhood and how Murray treated him. Right. He's probably hearing all that criticism in his head, even if it didn't actually exist. Right. Yeah. Right. So. All right. So some important context there. Important Let's context. go ahead and take a quick break, and then we're going to jump into side A of this uh, this album all summer long. It's time to tackle, to dig in all summer long. We have now opened up our, our case. We've pulled the album off the shelf. We're taking a look at all summer long. Then what? <laughs> then what? Well, no. This is going to be a okay. really long podcast. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> Every step of the way. No. Okay. So here's, here's my thought. Mm-hmm. We're, we're sitting down now. It's been singles territory. We talked about context. I I think when you hold this album, this album for the first time feels like an album. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe we're getting a little bit of that with Surfer Girl, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like this, and, and I don't know what y'all think about this, uh, but there's a sense that this is an album. A, a, I don't want to call it a concept album, but I don't know. Maybe that's, I, yeah. I, I mean, don't know. Is that worth? There was some historian or other called it maybe the, one of the first concept albums, but I feel like they've said that about the last two ones yeah, also. Yeah. I mean, so, we're, we're using concept pretty, pretty loosely. generously. Yeah. Cause all of their stuff kind of had a concept at one point, like yeah. surfing or whatever, but, but it is. But you get a sense yeah. that this is okay. If, if, it's a if, complete work, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Or if Brian's mm-hmm. putting away the surfing, uh, the and and that cars, hot rods, you get a sense that he's trying to tap into youth culture, the 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 teenage oh, experience. Yeah, yeah. You Which, know, you mm-hmm. get a sense that this all of the songs here kind of are starting to lean into that. This mm-hmm. is. This is a snapshot of youth culture of this summer. It feels very an attempt at that. You, you know what are snapshots of uh, youth culture at the time? Mm. All the photographs on the cover. Hey. hey, sounds like it's time for an episode of Sound and Vision. Sound and Vision, where we discuss all things aesthetic using the David Bowie scale. Glenn, if we really like something, we call it Low. David Bowie's masterpiece. Tim, if we don't like it, we call it Never Let Me Down. Where David Bowie really, really let us down. David, come on. Get help. That, that was uh, my mic love, low bass. Oh, okay. oh, and then if it's in the uh, <laughs> if it's in the, the middle, yeah, for okay with it. Yeah, let's dance. Let's dance. David Bowie's okayest album. <laughs> All right. Um, so, how about this album cover, huh? Yeah. Snapshots, as you said. Well, Again, they, they specifically I... are taking pictures of, of them having fun on the beach, but there's no surfboards or anything. There's no hot not, rods. A, not a surfboard yeah. to be yeah. found. It's summer. Mm-hmm. It's all summer long. It's a collage. Antics. Uh, um, I it, pretty iconic. Apparently, like I, I wasn't aware that this was oft imitated or whatever, and mm-hmm. like a really influential cover. I, because, I mean, I think it's fine. Um, I think what kind of makes it is those three little squares of color. Uh, not squares, but rectangles, you know, kind of in, in the gaps. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. kind of gives it more of a design yeah. look. Modular. I like it. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so I do yeah, like and it. And those rectangular ones could be surfboards. Ooh. <laughs> no. Mm. No. Uh, boogie boards. No. But, uh, but yeah, it's good. Um, uh, interesting point. Um, none of these are actually their oh. girlfriends or spouses. Some of them are married at this point, right? I would, I mean, Mike would be married at this point, maybe possibly divorced. I don't <laughs> he's, know. He's been married and divorced. So he knocks, 27 he knocks times that girl up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he's no, like apparently, 54 now. So. <laughs> apparently, in 1964, yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, all of these are models that this is just a photo shoot and they've done that, which. But it doesn't feel like that. You almost get a sense that oh, we're getting to know the the guys. They're humans now. Right. And they've got they've got girlfriends and they're they're people. They're you know we're <laughs> learning their personalities. They're regular humans. They're regular. Yeah, we are just like you humans. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is this is um, you know all of the surf movies are coming out. This is yeah. what the um, Beatles are doing. Hard Day's Night. Um, there's all of these movies that the at this at this juncture the Beach Boys are making cameos and right. in in some surf movies too and that's what this feels like this yeah. feels like they're part mm-hmm. of culture they're 
they're like, you know, let's explore what this is like. Yeah. Are, are there any specific parts of these pictures or p- pictures in here that we want to uh, to comment on? Um, the bottom right with uh, Mike Love and the stupid looking with hat. Stupid hat. Yeah. I love it though. Because yeah. it's so dumb looking. Mm-hmm. Poor Carl's the only one that didn't get a model. Yeah. <laughs> not only did he not get a model, but Denny's like <laughs> burying him in the sand. Up to his neck. <laughs> Up to his Aww. neck. Yeah. That's great. I love it. He's the, the little Carl. brothers. <laughs> oh, he, by the way, uh, he just graduated high school right as this album was coming out. He was finally 18, and, and like they could. that's why they could go on tour. Oh. Wait, that's that's not an aesthetic thing. We'll wait till right. this episode's yeah. over. Right. Car- Carl's really coming off as kind of a doof. Yeah, he doesn't get mm-hmm. a, a model. He's being buried in that stupid hat up to his neck. And then in the left, he's like the the least intimidating looking quarterback mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> um, yeah, Car- Carl's. Yeah, uh, I, I like Brian like in front of all of the food. Uh, but he's got like six bottles of I think it's either Coke maybe or <laughs> Dr Pepper. It does not appear to be root beer. Uh, so again, I feel more like we've controversy. Been lied to. Yep. Yep. More controversy. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm I'm just gonna call it. I'm gonna call it a low. Yeah. I, I agree. It's iconic. It's I great. think uh, it's 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 an album. It's cohesive. I like the design. I'm giving it a low. I like the uh, the sort of continuation in some ways of the the striped shirts, but it's more like they're individuals now. Yeah, you know, like right. they're not all wearing the same, yeah, you know, okay. striped shirt, but Brian still has, you know, the the stripes. And, and even the nature of of them in in different in different boxes, it's not on the nose, but they're there's they're individuals, they're also interacting with each other. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give it a let's dance just just from a like a design and iconography standpoint, give it one glance and there's not like an image that hits you. Mm, yeah, dominant. Uh, it's just really right. busy. Right. Um, but I think what it represents, you know, everything we've talked about is you know that elevates it, but mm-hmm. I don't think it elevates it aesthetically. Okay. So I'll right. stick with listing. Sure, fair. I'll How do allow you go it. to hell. Bury you in Simmer down. Dennis is riding on a horse. Come on, <laughs> simmer down. A horse on the it's sand. It's so small. I had to look at the hard copy that you have because I couldn't even tell what was going on in it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. So small. Buy the record then. No. So- solid uh, episode of Sound and Vision. Mm-hmm. A couple of lows. A let's dance. Uh, so is this, is this a, a concept album, Matt, do you consider it? A, I do not consider it a concept album. Do you, do you consider it an, uh, have, an have album? We, well, yeah. have you departed from the singles era? Um, kind of, sort of, I'd say they're, they're going to do that a little more dramatically. Yeah. Not, I guess maybe with the next real record. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're kind of out of that, I guess. Like, I don't know that all of these songs, uh, even the more like iconic ones, were released as singles. Uh, I'd have to look up. The only like, single was "I Get Around." It, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. It, but but it's not the only hit, right? I mean, Wendy, "All Summer Long." I know some of those, a uh, little Honda. Like they end Honda, up on yeah. compilations, yeah, of course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean they, they're good album tracks. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd say yeah. Well, hey, I mean track one, we put on the record. I get around. That is. The single. That's the single from this. That is, you know, there's a lot of like folklore about, you know, this this song being written uh, coming out of that Australia tour and having, you know, kind of started to see the world. And and I mean, this one, the the first number one. Yeah, the first number one single 
Um, <laughs> I guess we're on side A now. We're talking about songs. Yeah, so I get around. The the one that it knocked off of the top spot was by Peter and Gordon. It's called A World Without Love. Oh. And it's just really lame. Yeah, yeah. At this yeah, point, terrible. all of the top... Let me look up. This is a factoid that's actually important. All the number ones in that era, like right around that time, were British bands because of the mm-hmm. British invasion. This mm-hmm. is the first... What do they call it? The first, um, like, American, domestic... Yeah. Number one since I think it was since the previous year, since sometime in nineteen sixty three. Because Wesley Gore had a number one. Um, well, and then and the the Beatles were roaming around the top. So I get around comes up, and it's it's it for two weeks. It, it peaks at number one mm-hmm. for two weeks, and and actually gets knocked off by Four Seasons, mm-hmm. which is maybe ironic or I don't know, because Four Seasons are kind of like. At this point, they're kind of like the East Coast version of the Beatles or of the Beach Boys. And right, right. they're the, the mm-hmm. two U.S. acts. And, you know, they're kind of more Four Seasons are, are more of a um, kind of a vocal group, which I guess the Beach Boys are, too. But a little more doo A little yeah, more yeah. doo-woppy. Um, although, like, you know, Ragdoll is the song that ended up being the number one has some of that orchestral mm-hmm. Phil Spector kind of wall of sound vibe to it um, that um, is starting to yeah. happen. So it was the first number one hit by a Homeland group since November of 63. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned this earlier, but this song uh, hit number one on the 4th of July, which right. is a very patriotic right. day oh, for it to awesome. happen, to reclaim the, the, the crown America. for America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth sailing from here on out. <laughs> yeah. we, got, we got the Beach Boys. What, what the, so the Gulf of Tonkin resolution would have been like three months, not even <laughs> like weeks later. So yeah, you know, escalation mm-hmm. in Vietnam. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole blurb yeah. about this, uh, not this song, but all summer long being the end credit song for American graffiti. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, it's not, but it didn't exist in 1962 when that movie was Correct, based, yeah. but it was, it represents like, this is kind of the end of this era because mm-hmm. of Vietnam ramping up and America getting more involved and you know just wait are we we're not done yet talking about I get around though yeah so all right thoughts on it it's great incredible fucking great song yeah so good one this is definitely if I were gonna make a top five it would be my top five Um, it's the best of the upbeat like rocky yeah like it it blows the doors off of fun 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 and uh Mm -hmm. surfing us like any of that stuff Mm -hmm. This this is the ideal yeah. Upbeat Beach Boys song, I think it is. It, it well, I might. There's, I think there might be another one, but we'll talk about that when mm. it comes. Uh, yes, and there's like some of that um, orchestration that starts to come in here. There's some of this in "I Get Around" that you start to see this as a more complex uh, composition. Mm-hmm than some of those fun, fun, fun and, um, and some pr- of those production wise too. Like this is still the guys playing their own stuff, it but, there's is. Like, but there's like the hand claps. Right. You know? and, well, and you're getting, you're getting wrecking crew coming mm-hmm. in and doing some parts on some top stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and Brian's starting to feel his way around the studio. Um, um, it's another good interplay between Mike and Brian's voices. Like, um, like, uh, surfing. What the hell is that song? Right. Catch a wave. Catch a wave. Right. <laughs> I know it's about surfing. <laughs> Surf something. Uh, Brian, Brian's falsetto is great. Yeah. And, yeah. and the use mm-hmm. of it in a more rocking song right. really, really works well. Um, the, just the, the whole hook. Um, yeah. well, the structure of the song is great cause it gives like for a live performance, when everything stops and it resets from the beginning with round, round, get around with no instruments. Yeah. It's just a perfect like time for the audience to go crazy. Yeah. 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 Just, just great harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just jumps out of the speakers. It's, it's a great song. 
yeah. When I it's it's the one that's on Century Song. Uh, I, I wish I alluded to earlier. Sure, sure. What number? What number does oh, it? Oh, I hit? don't know. I ask whatever that guy's name was who wrote uh, One of the live performances I saw this, I s- could have sworn that Mike Love said instead of "I'm getting bugged driving up and down the same old strip." I swear he said, I'm eating bugs riding up and down the same old strip. Yeah. Which would make sense if it was a motorcycle. But I watched that clip again, and he definitely does not say that. <laughs> well, it, does he eat bugs with <laughs> dog food? I mean, maybe. It's possible. Is this, a, is this a lawsuit song, or did Mike Love yeah. get um, credit first time around? It, it's a lawsuit song. Every, every song with lyrics on this album is a lawsuit song. Oh. Yeah. So, oh, so mm-hmm. I feel like this is another, having just listened to the audio book yeah. of Mike defending how he came up with all these songs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, like even he, you can, you can see right through Mike love in, uh, in his autobiography and him describing how he, he deserved to be like, basically his contribution to this was like you said, mm-hmm. he said, we should lead with that hook. Okay. Round round Kittle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his mm-hmm. uh Mike Love's claim is that he's that's what he's good at is he's good at coming up with hooks and the upbeat, whatever. Right. But like Brian had already written everything. It was that's just like a, an arrangement, arrangement piece-ish. Yeah. Or just like, you well, know, he, why don't we start off with this? But that's like he does you, um he does claim to have written like rewritten some of Brian's lyrics to make them more like cool or whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what happened. That's so, well, right. that's that's another thing. It's almost like th- that's the villainous part of it is that if anything, br- uh, Mike has like ruined them or made them. <laughs> yeah. They could have been better if he didn't put his paws uh, on them. Well, yeah. I, Brian is not a lyricist, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to like say anything positive about Mike Love, but. I do kind of believe him in some of these cases. If there's not a guy, if there's not, you know, a third party lyricist, then I kind of, I kind of believe him, mm. but, uh, he still sucks. Maybe. Oh, he absolutely sucks. Um, um, just to answer your question there, Glenn, uh, number three fifty seven on the center. Oh, okay. Song. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fantastic. It, it's great. Uh, For, yeah. I, the first time I ever heard it. Flight of the Flight Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. 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 Classic. Me too. That is good. All right. Well, hey, uh, track two, we kind of already alluded to uh, that it plays at the end of American Graffiti, which again, anachronistic, mm-hmm. doesn't come out until 1964, and that takes place in 62. Yeah, 62. Yeah, but a great song. A great song. It's, um, I mean, it's it's still a beach song or whatever. It's still a California myth mm-hmm. song, but without like the surfing and, and cars. Yeah, it's like, there's more substance. Yeah, to we're going to go do the, I don't even remember all the stuff they list. Wait a but, second. When yeah. does American Graffiti come out? It comes out well, in 70. Yeah, it's based in 62. Okay. Set all right. in 62, yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's just like this carefree lifestyle living in Southern California. It, it mm-hmm. is, but this is, I think, one of the great great examples of one of the things that makes brian wilson so brilliant is yes on the surface this is Mm. a super super upbeat song but there is a very palatable tinge of melancholy okay Mm. i have always always just felt that really strongly about this song there is something that's I don't know. I, well, I, it may be the whole idea that it's the end of the summer and yeah. that there, there is just this sort of underlying sadness. And mm-hmm. I think some of it's just the harmonies because he has right. that the blue note, right, that he, he manages to put into these songs. There's there's depth here, I think, that uh, yeah. is more than just, hey, fun in the sun, you know, kind I mean, of it thing. It could be one of those things, too, where like maybe the fame that they have means they can't do some of these things. Mm, maybe, maybe. 
and these like really basic summertime things anymore. It's, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, man. But great, great. Song. Yeah, great song. Love it. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving along. We're getting a little long here. Right, right. So, right. Uh, Hushabye. Uh, it's a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little forgettable for me, but it's fine. No, I I like it. That's I, good. Yeah. I I feel like it's yeah, it's a cover, but it has kind of that. Almost that melancholy that you're talking oh, yeah, about. I'm yeah. just glad that it's. Melancholy. I'm glad it's not about hot rods and yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm appreciating where we've come from yeah. and um, I like this one. Some some really nice vocals and and really nice uh, instrumental arrangement too. He, Brian's starting to push into a few mm-hmm. different directions with the uh, arrangements. So yeah, I like this song for that. I don't have a whole lot else to say about it, but yeah, it's well, good. Yeah, uh, little Honda. Uh, it's great. Um, it's I. So it became a hit for another group um, put together by Gary Usher called the Hondells, okay. I think. It's just like a dude group that he just like, hey, let's, uh, Brian says we can use this song. And they released it and it became a hit because the Beach Boys did not release it as a single. Um, but it's great. I just I think it does blend in a little bit with like the Jans and Deans and stuff. Uh, like I didn't know for sure that this was a Beach Boys song. You know, growing up, I just knew the song from like oldies radio. Hmm. And then, like, okay, it makes sense that it's a Beach Boys song, but it doesn't necessarily sound I, like I definitely like a Beach Boys song, if that makes sense. Okay. I don't know. Mike loves kind of a, uh, I don't know, his ego is coming out in this track <laughs> really? for me a little bit. But, uh, Maybe. I don't know. I, I, it's it, not it's a, big a minute motorcycle. and 50 seconds. And yeah, it's just right, like right, right. this great little yeah, yeah. compact. Yeah, I like it. Propulsive. There's, yeah, it, it's, it's good. It's not about I, a car. Really yeah. Not a well, and it's it's fun too. Like the the this is one that you can see in one of those '60s surf movies. Mm-hmm. Did you see the clip? Have you watched the clip from the movie? Um, they're like all standing around in a party, and Dennis Which one? is from All Summer Long? Little Honda. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's it's in a movie. Oh, okay. if, you, if you look up Little Honda um, Beach Boys, you can find it. It's like a clip from a film, and, and like Dennis is is like just playing a snare, not really playing it, but for the film, and he's like you know, yucking it up with the actress and hmm. yeah, it's good. It's fun. Uh, Little Honda's a motorcycle. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll run away. Yeah. Uh, it's good, but it kind of slips past me, you know, like I don't tend to remember it when I hear it, hmm. but right. while listening to it, I'm like, Hey, this is like really well composed. This is the one that, uh, Remy and I, when we did the catalog crawl chose mm-hmm. as the representative track. Um, cause we kind of were trying to pick like the right. lesser known, you sure, know, sure. Uh, ones. I really like it. Um, it's got that little wheezy organ part in it, just like where the just single note kind of thing, which is great. And Brian's falsetto is yeah, great. Great mm-hmm. falsetto. And again, it's one that just has that melancholy um, vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's good. <laughs> um, all right, that's side A, right? Oh, uh, you don't want to talk about Carl's Big Chance? Oh, well, you know what? To bring it up, my copy of the record is apparently a, a repress from like 1982 or 1980, and it doesn't have Carl's Big Chance. It's lucky, like, lucky. It's like, Fuck that. We're just gonna <laughs> pretend that never happened. And lucky. So yeah. yeah. So no, no Carl's Big Chance on on mine. And wait, do we lose anything really? Well, yeah, no, wait, doesn't isn't this isn't this a, a, a retread? Haven't we already had Carl's Big Chance? Didn't mm, no. didn't we already do um, Dennis Denny's Big Denny's, Chance? Denny's drums? Denny's oh, drums. Yeah. Oh, this is slightly better didn't instrumental we performance Carl by the person surf, in question. Carl Surf Chance. It feels like yeah. This is not the first instrumental Carl song. It, it yeah. just feels like we've done this. before. It's a little weird though because it doesn't really it doesn't showcase any real like fancy guitar right, work. Though. The guitar work is really is pretty good. Yeah. 
but it's like it's just an instrumental, and yeah. it's like, dude, it's really? Um, yeah. Shuffle. Yeah. There, I have a couple of uh, of tracks in back of my mind that I would have replaced yeah. um, with this on this album. Well, yeah, we'll get to that later. All right. Well, that's side A. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about the flip side. talking about All Summer Long by the Beach Boys, which uh, I'm going to now do 45 minutes of introduction to this part, mm. just so that it's a real nice, beefy episode. Introduce the B-side. Okay, side B, track one, Wendy. Great song. Mm. Great yes. song. Yeah. Excellent song. I'm not going to get into it, but go to the Wikipedia and read about the composition. It's just insane, the amount of like weird chord changes and, and modulations and things like that. It's a very complex song. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm talking about. This is where Brian now is starting to... Uh, okay, so I feel like there's there's still a little bit of this. Um, is this just another song for my Surfer Girls uh, playlist? Is this just another girl song that the Beach Boys have done? And there's a little element of that that this does feel kind of like, oh, oh, another Surfer sorry, Girl. Sorry, that was me falling asleep <laughs> on my desk hearing Glenn back off playlist again. Back <laughs> off. Well, but part of me is like, okay, is this them sliding back into something we've already heard? But yeah. This is no. This is right. Brian now mm-hmm. getting complex, getting thoughtful yeah, instruments. Another big like step up in this right. whole right. thing. Uh do you remember? Yeah. Track, yeah. track two on this side. I do not remember. It's just about like Buddy Holly and shit. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> is Buddy Holly even mentioned? I don't know. <laughs> it's like Danny and the Juniors and uh Chuck Berry Chuck and Little Berry's Richard. And, yeah, yeah. Um it, it's a dumb song. Yeah. It's, it, it could have easily been on one of the earlier albums mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, not one of the better songs on no. one of the earlier albums. So it, it's the first thing on here other than just the totally inconsequential Carl's big chance where it's like, uh, oh, they really just phoned this in, mm-hmm. uh, but it's only a minute and a half long. Yeah. So, uh, girls on the beach. Uh, I like it. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. That, lovely. That little bridge where Dennis comes out as the sole vocal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just has two lines. It's great. I yeah. love that part. Um, the, this was the name of a movie, another a surf movie that they right. cameoed in also. Yeah. yeah. This one's beautiful. I love the, the harmonies in here. Great. Mm-hmm. The, um, there's even like a modulation in there where yeah. it like yeah. it moves and kind of, it gives, um, it kind of harkens back a little bit to the warmth of the sun. Um, I, 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 I keep saying how, you know, Wendy kind of reminds me of a little bit of this and, Girl on the Beach reminds me a little bit of Warmth of the Sun. Well, so it has a little surfer girl in there, too. It, oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it, it yeah. is not only, like, really, really surfer girlish, but you always hear, like, he wrote Surfer Girl after hearing When You Wish Upon a Star. Mm-hmm. And this one sounds way more like When yeah. You Wish uh, Upon okay. a Star to mm-hmm. me than, than Surfer Girl does. Um, 
But it's, it's a good song. Well, and, and like Carl's Last Chance reminds me of some of the other stuff for their, that they're done. And and I'm, I'm maybe I'm setting myself up for when we rate the album overall. But like there there are still some elements that are kind of like this feels like uh, some retreads. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it it's it is that next level production that's starting to kind of creep in here. Yeah, there's there's some real real A material on this album mm. and then there's some stuff well, where it's a little more like like you said more of a retread. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of a retread but it's one of the better retreads. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Quick quick note on this, according to Wikipedia, the engineer was a guy named Bob and it literally says surname unknown. Nice. So if anyone knows who Bob was, maybe yeah. perhaps yeah, just, Al could call hey. us and tell us that. <laughs> Sounds Just, like it's, hold on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You can call us. Yeah. Call or you us can call Al. me. Yeah. Al. Yeah. Call us. Yeah. Who's right. Bob? Who's Bob? Yeah. Tell us. Nobody remembers The world needs Bob. to know. Remember there was that guy, Bob, who helped <laughs> us plug in those mics? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he right. sucked. Let's forget about him. All right. <laughs> next track is Drive In. I love it. Oh, no. Here's why. No. I, 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 hold on. I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say that you love about it, too. It uh, is, remember, only you... Can prevent forest fires. <laughs> that, that's, your, that's your favorite part, isn't well, it? Well, no, but I was just going to say, it, 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 this is a throwback. I like it for the same reason I like um, Surfing USA. It, it's a lot like the uh, both the County Fair song and the Roofer song. <laughs> the, the, you, only You Can Prevent Forest Fires part is interesting because apparently it's a, it's a reference to, like a, to wearing a condom. Yeah, it's because uh, because the lyric is this is according to some biographer. The, you know, the lyric is if you say you watched the movie, you're a big fat liar. And remember, only you can prevent forest fires. It's supposed to be like suggestive about contraception. Like you're not watching the movie, you're getting it on. And remember, you know, take mm. precautions. I don't know. I just assumed that they had like those Smokey the Bear promos so before I. the films. <laughs> that was my, right? that was my assumption. And, and yeah. then I read all this. Yeah. And then also this is where he says a few chili dogs and I'm going broke. Yeah. Uh, just get one. A couple of Cokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So bad. It, great, it, great song. It, it, yeah. It, it's a super Mike Lovey kind of mm-hmm. heavy yep. moment. And, and it feels just really out of place on this album because again, the A material <laughs> on this album is so good. It's like, oh, here's something they could have done in, you know, 63 and it would have fit yeah, on one right, of those records. Right. This, well, this felt like in the parking lot, like drive in, yeah. you know, all of those. Another quick anecdote about this song, though, is that there apparently Don was from Was Not Was directed mm-hmm. a documentary about Brian Wilson or something. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, it's not in the movie. He was trying to get Brian to talk about smile in kind of a sly way. So he's like, Brian, what's the what's the heaviest thing you ever worked on? <laughs> Brian gets all excited. He's like, oh. Man, let me tell you. Let me tell you all about driving. It <laughs> <laughs> goes on and on about driving. And then, yeah, it's like, I can't use that in the movie because, like, I didn't want to talk about driving. Right. So, anyway, Brian likes He called it the best thing he ever did, but he says that about everything. Yeah, <laughs> he called right. driving the best thing he ever did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, our- Unreliable narrator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, so, this is another one that my copy of the record mm-hmm. doesn't have. Oh, lucky. Our yeah. favorite recording sessions. Oh, my God. Let's just say it's. It's it's much much better than that god awful sunny Cassius Wilson and Ca- sunny, yeah because yeah. that's like three and a half minutes long this is like a minute forty and it, yeah, it's it's, it's two more minutes, but too, too okay. flat yeah, okay but. well but it's more spontaneous it's actually spontaneous which is what one critic said Ish. Um, okay it's still terrible it's still it's still it's yeah. useless is what it's it is. useless yeah, but it's right. not it doesn't like make me go what the fuck. It's not uh, and, as cringy. And the as voice the at the beginning, ones, yeah. I think, is Murray, right? Even though he's kind of that's not what I thought, at this yeah. point. But he's yeah. like, "All right, guys, shut up now," or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, don't back down. I, I like it. 
That's great. Yeah. I, my note was that this is this is pretty good, but weirdly buried at the end. Mm-hmm. It feels because well, like, again, it's after this it's stupid after that weird inconsequential thing, thing which and... should have been at the end of anything. Yeah, uh, but this one's great. And then the chorus when Brian jumps in with his vocal, the you gotta be a little nuts. Yeah. And then the way he says guts. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. That's good. All right. Uh, all right. Well, oh, so uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, just one quick little fact about the album, uh, and then we can move on. The Beatles. We were talking about the one-way, two-way kind of thing. Mm-hmm. According to Peggy Lipton, who was dating Paul McCartney at the time, she says John and Paul would listen to this album all the time. She says all summer long. Uh, yeah, all summer long. And what does she say? Well, I didn't write down what she, exactly she said, but they, she said that they were fascinated with Brian's like. Composition ability, yeah, composition, or- orchestration. Yeah, and- but but I mean, obviously, they this made an impact on them the way you know they made an impact on him. Okay. Oh, hey! Right. So there was definitely some some give and take once this came finally came out in July. So. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. when when I get around pushes past uh, the Beatles songs and mm-hmm. top of the charts, middle of Beatlemania. That's saying something. That's saying, yeah, exactly. hey, yeah, there's, you're right. there's something here. And yes, mm-hmm. there is a little bit of the corniness. There's some hints. There's a drive-in. There's a cringy, you know, yeah. sketch. Uh, you know, songs about girls. But there's something here. If you yeah. start to, like, mm-hmm. unpack this one, if you look at it as a whole, we're now starting to say, okay, we're thinking about this as an album, not just singles. Well, and let's remember, this is the Beatles, not, like, I am the walrus in Strawberry Fields. Exactly. This right. is I, I want to hold, hold your hand. hand yes. This boy and but still, right. they're still very much in their you know mm-hmm. innocent teen phase culture. Too, right. Yeah, and, yeah. So but it, still to get a number one single, not just like during Beatlemania, but the British invasion in general. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. really, yeah. yeah. Merca Fourth of July. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, we're we're starting to really um, we got to rate this. We are testing mm-hmm. our get it done in under an hour thing here. Yeah, so yeah. ratings. What uh, do you guys put it? I give it a Carl. Which is on our scale of four, but in a one through ten would be an eight. Yeah. Carl. Yep. I, I agree. It's, yep. it's totally a Carl. Yeah, it's a Carl for me. And it's and a solid Carl. It yeah. is a yeah, yeah, it is a solid Carl. And it's I a would hot Carl. it's <laughs> a hot Carl. Now I would say this this is a Carl. I would say this album is not far from a Brian Wilson. Well, there's a if whole step in between. No, there well, is a whole step. <laughs> if okay i get exactly what you're gonna say we talked about this in the last episode or alluded to it go ahead and i'm just saying if we could have gotten rid of drive-in if we could have gotten rid of carl's last chance big chance carl's last <laughs> chance that's what <laughs> it feels like i came later uh, then and and we had put in don't worry baby and we had put in fun 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 and sure. yeah you know. it, it's their uh, this is the first one that any of us have given a Carl to, I believe. I think so, yeah. And all of us gave it a Carl. So this mm-hmm. is them operating yeah. definitely yep. now on a new level. There are days in which I think I could maybe go that far with mm. Surfer Girl, just because they're. I was going to say uh, that's I, a pretty good I, record. Are you sure but this, I didn't this give one's Carl better. to Surfer Girl. You, you may have. Yeah. You may my, have. My notes have me giving Surfer Girl a Carl, but I don't know if I stuck to that for the episode. So okay. I have to listen again. To I, see, I might, I might prefer Surfer Girl just because the highs are higher. But I get around's classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is just a much more consistent. Right? Yeah, consistent. Yeah, it's a Carl. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna take one last break, and we will come back to wrap it all up. And uh, just wrapping it up, we're gonna do a quick wrap up because this one uh, ran a little bit long. But uh, as always, uh, 
go check out that content out there on Strange Currencies Music. Uh, follow us on uh, on uh, Instagram, Talking Beach Boys, and mm-hmm. Strange Currencies Music. Well, so in preparation for the next coming episode, go on to YouTube and uh, and just look at all, find all the the live performance footage of the Beach Boys that you can. Mm, yeah. Beach Boys okay. in concert. Yeah, yeah. Go go do some research. Join us. We're gonna talk about the Beach Boys concert album yeah, next. Yes, yeah. and, and while you're there, hit that like button. Hit that mm. subscribe yeah. button. Smash it. Smash those fuckers. Because, because we that, gotta monetize this. I, I would have loved to play a little bit of I Get Around while we talked about it, but we didn't so that we can monetize <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. So right. we can go on the next Beach Boys cruise. That's right. That's right. We well, gotta hey, get there. We will uh, talk to you next week about Beach Boys concert. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Later. Later.